0: Never have I been told by a producer, executive, director, or anybody else in between that my big toe was not flexed hard enough for the shot. I don't remember which one of you, it may have been both of you who told me this, but like, I really need the toe. Like, I need the toe, like, not here, it needs to be, like, here. It
1: was you and Susan that caught that.
0: Yeah, it was Hannah,
2: I remember that moment.
1: was it me? I remember
2: the toe flex, yeah.
1: (laughs)
3: In a world where two siblings create epic productions of monumental proportions.
1: Wait, what is this, Hollywood? No, this is Hillywood.
3: Oh, sorry. Please welcome the creators of The Hillywood Show and your hosts, Hilly and Hannah Hindi, as they discuss Hillywood and beyond. This is Beyond Hillywood.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond Hillywood. You might uh, see that we're not in our normal studio today. Nope. And it's because we are doing a virtual podcast with some very special guests.
4: Today we are having a mini reunion with the cast of the Umbrella Academy parody. And we would like to welcome Matt Cohen, Tom O'Pennickett, and Osric Chow. Yay! Yay!
0: Hello. Hi, everybody. I have to just stop the show right now. Did you guys prepare that or did you read that off a teleprompter, that intro?
1: No, I just got it in our heads.
0: Wow, that was nice. You guys are just (laughs) like working chemistry fluid together. I'm impressed already. I I can't wait to see what happens next on the on the Hillywood show.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Unfortunately, Della and Adolfo couldn't make it. Della is a dance instructor, so she is very busy. And Adolfo is currently in Turkey. Uh, doing some wow. makeup for a Cirque Desolée s- show. Uh, well. So, wow. Yeah, so wow.
4: a good thing that they're very busy, but they say hello and sending their love.
3: Yeah, wow. give them our best. Ah.
1: We will, we will. Okay, so for starters, um, I know half of our audience wasn't there for the Umbrella Academy parody fan event in L.A., and I know Tama wasn't there with us either, Um and I think a lot of fans ask us, you know, how did you get involved with this project? And I think we should kick off that conversation um, from your guys' perspective.
0: Okay. Anybody want to jump jump in here or you want me to start it off? You started already, buddy. Matt. <laughs> Honestly, you know, for me, it was, it was, you know, we all did the kind of supernatural th- parody that you guys did. And we all kind of participated in that. And I, I feel like in almost some form. Um, I became super jealous really is why I kind of finally got into this one with you guys, obviously other than feeling guilty from flaking out on like the other 10 times you asked me to do it. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, the thing was, is I saw like Rich and Osric and Rob and everybody look so cool, dressed up in your guys' makeup, doing, you know, acting out and recreating these moments, whether it be choreography or recreating the moment of, you know, matching these shows exactly. I was honestly jealous. I was waiting for my turn and oh boy, did it come with Klaus. Like I, I, (laughs) Klaus... I by playing Klaus I found a lot more uh honesty in who Matt Cohen is in his everyday life, and that's the best. You know, if you could take something from your characters that add to your everyday life, and with Klaus it is like loving anything, everything, and all the moments around you all the time. It's just a constant love and to approach the world with that. So that's how I got involved, but partially in part because I was way too flaky, partially in part because I was a little bit jealous of all my other friends participating. And I was really waiting for a role that I think I was gonna have a lot of fun in. And basically I got to play Captain Jack Sparrow in the form <laughs> of Sheehan. And that was that was amazing. It was awesome. Aw,
1: Tama, yeah. what about you?
0: Well, I
3: think Maddie's, um... Forgetting to to tell the part that basically you saw us dancing and you were like, I, I, I've got to dance. That was the biggest (laughs) thing you were jealous about. You wanted to dance for this, buddy. Come on. (laughs) That's true. I think, I think, I think it was Rich who asked me. I think it was Rich who asked me when, when did we, the the first one that I did with you guys, just the little, little dancing clip. Yeah. Did we do that in LA? No,
4: it was in Vegas.
3: Was it Vegas? So many years at these conventions, right? They get confusing. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't really given... It was just kind of like, hey, do you know the Hillywood sisters? They're doing the thing. They do these brilliant parodies. I'm pretty sure it was Rich who was like, dude, you got to do this. It's great. You go in. You're going to do something fun with them. They have millions of followers. They do a fantastic job. They're very talented. I was like, oh, sounds like fun. Let's do it. And it was that quick. I went in and did a quick little dance with you guys. And then... um <laughs> And then we ended up seeing each other at a couple of conventions and then I started seeing what you guys were putting up and I was just so impressed. Um, so when you guys asked me to participate the uh, the two other times I was game and it just happened to work out with the schedule.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> and Osric, with regards I mean, by
2: this point, I'm pretty sure you tell, you tell me like, hey, we're doing this thing and I'm not even listening. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. Just <laughs> let me know when. <laughs> like, I think we're at that point.
1: My question for you is, have you... Even heard of the Umbrella Academy, or did you even know about the Umbrella Academy?
2: Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I've I've known about it, I've heard about it. Uh, my roommate has seen it uh, beside me sometimes, and I'm aware of this show. I hear it's wonderful. I just I haven't watched any show in so long. I'm a <laughs> I'm a movie watch. I'm in movie watching mode. The only shows that I watch right now are like about serial killers and. I don't know. I don't know what it is, like, random, like, conspiracy cults. Like, I love yes. that stuff. Those are the only kind of shows I watch.
0: Listen, right. hey, Osric, if you're in a dark place right now, I get it. Quarantine is <laughs> difficult. But if you need somebody to talk to to lighten you up, we can watch some some Rainbow Bright or something like that. Listen, I'm the father of a five-year-old buddy. I can lift your spirits.
1: <laughs> no, that's, like, forensic files and serial killer documentaries is, like, my guilty pleasure like I eat that stuff up like nobody's business that's like my happy place and I don't know if that means something's wrong with me but that's like where I'm most chill
0: well there's great you know the good news about you loving these shows Osric and Hilly is that there's groups you guys can go to where you actually sit down in a circle and you release these anger and these demons inside you guys it'll be a zoom circle but you guys can still get
3: together in a circle a
4: zoom circle
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Okay, so um for Matt and Tomo as well, um, and it for Osric if you want to dive more into it. When we told you the roles that you would be playing, did you do any studying? Did you like how did you tune into that role? Because this one was much different than our other previous parodies. It was always like a music video, stand there, look good, maybe lip sync a couple lines or here. But this was full on like voice and posture and mannerisms. And I just wanna know from your perspective, cause I approached it differently than my other roles. How did you guys approach this knowing like, oh wow, it's kind of like my first impersonating gig.
3: Well, if um, if you don't mind, I mean, I, I, I personally, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss without saying that you guys did a lot of the work for us. You were very specific in the clips that we were going to be recreating. So just by looking at those clips, I was, I, you know, I was able to see exactly what Tom was doing and get a lot of his mannerisms. I've met him at a couple of conventions. He's a sweetheart, but uh, he's obviously doing something very different in the role than he, uh, than I assume he is in, in uh, everyday life. Um, but those clips that you sent us really helped out, especially, you know, the dancing. I was looking at his gait, <laughs> so the certain choices. He had kind of he kind of had a resting sort of um, I don't know, Tom sort of did this almost confounded, kind of displeased, almost depressed, but not quite angry. There was a mix <laughs> of everything that look, you know what I mean? It's not his yeah. normal look. It's not the guy whose work I first saw in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, that was a cool choice. So that definitely helps out when you're uh, when you're doing an impersonation.
1: Well, you did yeah.
4: great. Yeah, you did Those a great dance job. moves
0: those dance (laughs) moves i am uh i am in you know full agreement with tomo in the fact that you guys did a lot of the work by you know presenting these videos you had a plan as to exactly what you wanted and it was up to us to kind of deliver on those as far as mannerisms go and the choreography that kind of lived inside these scenes not only the dance scenes but the choreography of just the movement of these actors and how you wanted it, you know, to match with the camera movement. Um, I knew that I could not do um, as, as well of a job as, as the actual actor uh, that plays Klaus. I knew that I was walking into that going, I just have to have a whole lot of fun and hopefully it's somewhat in the wheelhouse of, of what he does, because he is so, he's so brilliant and he is so, um, you know, he's got this bit of vulnerability that he carries that makes you love him every time you look at him, whether he's a, a distraught, uh, you know, junkie in a scene, or he's having a real moment in a scene where he's, uh, you know, showing his love for the family. He did such a brilliant job at, at always maintaining the vulnerability and this beautiful vulnerability in his mouth and his eyes without doing anything. Mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't match it. He's fantastic. He's found a character. so. I just tried to play a version of that character. Now, before you guys had even come to me with this, I had been a fan of Umbrella Academy. Um, I think yeah. I'd say, yeah, I think I'd seen it all before. Not thinking of, oh wow, I'd like to play that character, but thinking, mm. oh wow. People always ask me, what's your dream character? I always say like a Captain Jack Sparrow esque type of guy because there's no rules when you're playing a drunken pirate. You know what I'm saying? The same <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah the same way on supernatural where many of us have played two characters so young john is played a certain way but nobody really writes the rule book on how to play the archangel michael Mm
4: -hmm. it's
0: open to interpretation much of much of like how klaus was so you know i tried to bring in a little of that but again you know he did such an incredible job it's almost as if like i'm only there to make fun of myself like I, i there's no topping that performance there's no you know being compared to it's simply I'm paying homage to an actor I admire playing a character I'm in love with, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just that simple. If I get to do it again, great. If we move on to doing the boys, I know who'd play (laughs) butcher really, really well.
1: (laughs) I was thinking
2: that.
0: I know a great butcher and don't make me turn on the accent because I'll work it up for
1: you. (laughs) I have a confession to make, Matt.
0: I'm ready and yes, bring send me the contract. Let's start filming. Uh,
1: my confession <laughs> is I've never watched The Boys.
0: Well, uh, I have a confession that's... for you too, and that I am enraged with anger. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> You guys got to watch the boys. I'm telling you not only because is it Eric Kripke and he's kind of the the owner of of a lot of our alma maters, like in a sense, like you know <laughs> if it weren't for Kripke we God knows I may not know Tamo you guys or Osric, you know what I'm saying, so like Aww. but out of you have to always draw it back like that it's it's the the reason we're able to do anything a lot of us and have the relationships we have is as a result of Eric Kripke's existence, and I know that seems super. You know, weird to look at it that way, but mm-hmm. Kripke wrote the characters for Boogeyman, the first, mo- the first movie I ever did. Then Cast Me on Supernatural, which led to conventions. I know you guys, we all love each other. We've traveled the world together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We've been tired, we've been happy, we've been crying, we've been everything in between together as a result of this show. That same show gave me a, a directing career now and all these wonderful things. You know, it's typical superhero show, blood, guts, and sci-fi stuff, but then it's got all that craziness to it. And, you know, Kripke made it. We got to support yeah. it. Yeah. Well said. I love it. Well said. Yep.
4: <laughs> but back to what you were saying, Matt, we think you did a great job. And yes, yes it is. A, it's a way to just have fun and pay homage because obviously, you know, you did those actors have amazing at, talent. Like,
1: have any of you, like, just actually sat down to read the comments, like... Your performances have gotten so much love.
2: Well, I mean, you guys all did the heavy lifting. I, again, I, I don't really know the show. It was my understanding that I was going to be invisible the whole time, so I didn't <laughs> really prepare.
1: <laughs> yeah, Osric, you were on set for just 24 hours, and then you were yeah, gone.
2: Pretty much. I, I, I Honestly, I thought out, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I, it's just a voiceover thing for me. And, and then it wasn't.
3: But... <laughs> But that being said, <laughs> it worked out. Wait a out. minute, you're gonna see me.
4: <laughs> I did. I did feel bad on set sometimes with you because the first day we had basically two solid days with almost the entire family, and I wouldn't think before I spoke because we were so pushed for time oh, that because of the, the schedules. I go, I need yeah. all the actors, all the family, and some of those yeah. scenes excluded Ben because you're a ghost. <laughs> And here comes and Oz, are walking on, Watson. and we're like, oh, sorry, Oz, sorry. Not, not right now. Not
1: the dead one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you would just go, oh, okay, and, like, you'd go back to your green room.
1: <laughs> I felt very sorry about that. So costume-wise, uh, how did you guys... Enjoy the costumes. I know Tomo's experience might be a little bit different than Matt and Osric's and me and Hannah's, Uh, but let's start with Tomo. What did you think about that suit?
3: You know, I loved it. I couldn't stop playing around. I'd be in the green room and I was joking around in that suit. It was so. I was like, this is what it feels like to be Arnie in 1982. Yeah. biggest. Like, I just remembered was,
1: that your pants would not stay on. Yo,
3: the pants wouldn't stay on. We had to fix that issue. I, I don't. You you might have MacGyvered something. I, I can't remember how we fixed that.
1: I think we Dance. just fixed it by saying, "Pull off your pants."
3: <laughs> that could have been it. That could have been it. There were a lot of pants pulling. Uh, there might have been a bobby pin, a big bobby pin involved. <laughs> um, yeah, that suit was funny, man. That was it, it's. You know, it, it reminds you like if for any of us who have ever done any like some a lot of actor training in the beginning you know theater school and stuff they have you do animal work and mask work and things like that and even though it's a suit it really reminded me of the first time i ever did mask work and it's really liberating it just shows you how many elements there are to performing and acting you know a lot of a lot of performers out there a lot of the greats will tell you they start with you know the the gait, the way someone moves Obviously, as soon as I put on a costume like that, I'm moving in a different way. I couldn't help it. You're committed right. to it. You're like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a huge, huge man with a ton of muscle. Yes. Uh, Matt, Maddie in those sexy clothes, he dropped right in. I think he did a fantastic job. He became Klaus right away. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is, Tomo, that I, like the part of Klaus that I found within the character that was really Matt was mostly the wardrobe because when I'm home. I am usually in some sort of weird unbuttoned shirt that I've had since high school, <laughs> and I'm usually wearing a pair of short shorts that are considered Daisy Dukes by most men. By me, <laughs> they're just just considered comfortable. Um, I, I'll most of the time have on socks, and in addition to the socks, Crocs. If you're not familiar, my Canadian friend, those are plastic shoes. You're
3: in full yeah. dad mode if yeah. you're wearing right. socks with Crocs. Come and on, that you yeah. should right. net
0: and and there's a cardinal rule of not embarrassing your family and that is never put socks and crocs together yeah. But for me, baby, it is a way of life. You do so it. I am just like a, a dad version of Klaus <laughs> Walking around like way less drugs, but just as weird everywhere I go <laughs> I love
1: it <laughs> i do remember you loved that coat so much you oh my god the fur the one with the fur and the patchwork and i remember you saying like hey do you think like after the shoot like could i take that coat and i was like i don't think you're gonna want it it's like distress it's like icky and you're like no it's like i, I like it. and i was like yeah you can have it when we're done that's fine and i remember when you were in the alleyway <laughs> you're like my hands are dirty my what like my hands are something is it leaking on me is it dye? and I was like <laughs> and i remember the whole perspective on i want that coat quickly shifted cuz i was yeah. like no that's all the distressing that i had done that was all it was just the dirt but you know i was like i don't think you're going to want this you know cuz it's it was distressed because the patchwork was very light and it had to be you know muddied uh so that was That was funny to see your face go from like, yeah, to uh, you can have it.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) the fastest way. The fastest way to get the diva out of Matt Cohen is to (laughs) distress my coat in dust and make me wear it in an alleyway on a Las Vegas hot sweaty afternoon and every time I go like this with my hands my hands are like caked and stuff and then I can't touch my face and then I'm just standing here like this sweating trying to be a pretend drug addict and then I hate that coat forever now (laughs) I never (laughs) want to be part of that coat again
4: I Osric did we send you some costume pieces to try on because I know we had to send Matt the leggings Mm.
2: Uh, I had to be sure I think so, but mine was pretty easy. It was like a standard jacket and and pants. I think I was, was, wearing... I was.
4: It was so hot. It was a hoodie and also yeah. a jacket on top of it. And we were filming yeah. in the middle of summer. I
1: was so confused, though, Osric, because when I was looking at your photo shoot that Chuck took of you, I was so confused because the pants that we bought for you, the jeans, they're not worn during the photo shoot. You had on like your sweatpants. So, like, all the promos we have of Ben is, like, you in, like, your casual pants. And now I'm even wondering, like, did you at a point even wear the right pants?
2: <laughs> One job on Rick. I Again, I thought I was going to be invisible the whole time. It seemed like such a big deal. <laughs>
0: Oh wait! Oh wait! So let me get this right. You thought they were filming you, but you weren't going to be seen. So you were just there wearing the costume for mine and Tomo's sake, so we, we could react to you wearing the costume. Later.
2: Because it's I'm a, a good, good, I'm a team player. I, you know, I want to be a good partner, partner. I mean, we
1: should, we could have just put you in a green screen costume and erased you.
3: That should have been the way to do it he's <laughs> like, they'll just they'll fix it in post. It's no problem. They'll fix it in post. They have a huge budget. It's fine.
1: <laughs> oh my god. With regards to the sets, you know, what did you think? First impression
3: how How could you not be amazed at what you guys have done i i I'm astounded i I don't know how you guys don't have your own regular weekly show right? Not that there's even a thing anymore, but you guys should be doing this consistently you should be doing you should be in control of your own thing, which you already are, but you should have a deal with the network this should be happening what you guys did with the sets alone, and your fans know this they talk about it all the time. It's astounding like you created recreated that room, the kitchen the downstairs kitchen or whatever it is from the Umbrella Academy, to spec. I can't believe the work and the detail with which you guys got that. It's astounding. It's really astounding with which you guys did it. And, uh, I mean, that just – you've got a functioning studio yourself. You guys just – I'm really excited for your next chapter because uh, the sets are incredible, man. its I've been on sets for the last 20 years of my professional career, and, I mean – I mean, yours is one of the better ones that I've seen. It's really the detail, the detail with which you guys put together everything, and recreate from a real show that has an endless budget. I'm in, I'm so impressed.
1: Aw, thank, thank you, you. goodness. I, I I only ask that because we cut so many corners budget wise that. I've I've even caught myself when we're filming. I look at the monitor and I'm like, holy crap. And then I back up and I look at what's actually around and I'm like, How does this look that
0: good? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm.
1: this, I'm seeing seams in the walls. (laughs) You know, our walls aren't flat; they have seams in them. For yeah, they're not
4: built-in studio (laughs) where they can cover those seams. It's like they're brought in and just
1: built. And it's just funny to me. I always, I'm always curious. It's not like I I don't have confidence, but it's just yeah. The bar is actually
2: lower than most people think. Like I tell fans all the time, a lot of the times the fan-built props are better than the actual ones that we've used on set. Right. Because they, you know, they obsess over those tiny little details and they add in their own things because you can't really see it on camera. And for the most part, you know, you do cut those corners because you can, you know, but someone who's obsessing over all those little things, like you create something like that's the idea of what it should be. And you, you know, you did it so that especially that 360 set. That's incredible. It's actually quite rare that you get a set like that. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, what you girls did was like it was it felt like being in that location as an actor Yay. you don't really have to act anymore because you're you're there you're fully immersed in that
0: in that world.
4: That's awesome. thank you
0: and that yep. hey, it's important that is super important. I agree with both of these guys, but what we said earlier in the fact that you guys did half of the work for us by when you're working with a really good costume designer, a makeup artist and a set decorator, shout out, uh, you know, pro, uh, design you know, extraordinaire, shout out to Jerry from Supernatural who's been laying it down, creating these yeah. sets the last few years. Um, but you, it's always like Tomo said, you do mask work or, or, or costume work as soon as you put on the thing. Like mm-hmm. for me, if I got to dr- be dressed by Johnny Depp's hair and makeup people for Captain Jack and put on the ship, like, there you go. (laughs) Look out. It's gonna happen. Whatever comes out of me is now gonna be that. You guys took us three guinea pigs and, you know, we were like, okay. No, but that's how you have to look at it. You're always a guinea pig as an actor because you get... You get put onto sets where you're like, man, this set is going to enrich what I bring to this character. Or you get put on a set and you're the guinea pig that's got to work with nothing. And you go, wow, I've got to dig a whole movie out of my character for these people because they (laughs) haven't provided me with anything. You guys provided such a great platform of foundation. Sit on this couch in the living room, sit on this chair in the closet. This is the, the basement kitchen. And immediately, if you've seen one clip or a trailer from the show, you immediately go, oh, like your body will start to move like those characters. And so, you know, bravo to you guys. I think the sets were tremendous. I couldn't even believe you did so great. And another thing you did well and you should applaud yourself for is cutting corners and getting away with it. A lot of people cut corners, and then they can't shoot that way. They can't shoot up because there's no ceiling panel, or they can't shoot down, or they can't shoot at that wall. You guys made a room that inevitably, throughout the project, you see it feels like we move around at 360 degrees. Utilized it.
1: Yeah, the thing is with Umbrella Academy, um, especially for Season 1, it's a little bit different in Season 2, but in Season 1, there are so many shots that are the you know looking up towards the actor and you see the freaking ceiling yeah it was so frustrating when it came down to okay well we want to recreate especially the shot of the family um on the table like i know you see a lot of the ceiling in five's bedroom but we were able to work around that and say oh we don't we don't exactly need it we can we can work with it but that shot of the family and that barrel ceiling was just like we can't get around it like there's no way you can get any, and especially with five, you know, his reverse shot with it, the ceiling is there. And if without that shot and the camera angled, everyone would have looked flat different and, and flat. And it, that was the character of the kitchen was that enclosed feeling. And I remember we went around a couple times to a few different set designers trying to get a quote.
4: And oh they, my gosh, that was
1: so scary. That was <laughs> so insane. Scary. And finally, um, we were able to work with someone who was able to really cut corners, and it was just like this. What was it yeah. like? I don't
4: know what it was. I. <laughs> Like, it feels like one of those paper boards, like, that you use in school. It's like, waka waka (laughs) waka. And he, like, formed it and just laid it and glued it and then went in there and drew every single line and distressed every single thing. All of that was hand-drawn. I don't know how he did it. But we were able to do the ceiling budget-wise. So uh, it's amazing people like that that we've worked with as well that I was like, holy smokes, he's always doing our ceilings if we ever need one again. But.
1: Mm-hmm. For some viewers, you know, who and listeners who watch Hillywood, I don't think, you know, some of our viewers or listeners understand that when we take an actor like Osric or Matt or Tomo, what we do on Hillywood is very different, different. from the normal set. A lot of the times you, you know, you want to give the actor that freedom to explore and play around. And it's very different on hillywood sets because we're recreating to the t where exactly the nose is where exactly the chin is where exactly the big toe is um (laughs) and it's always like you know an amazing experience seeing how moldable these actors are and how Mm -hmm. willing they are with you know how, how much they trust you that's a huge compliment to us that people like you guys would even like be like, well, why can't I move like, you know How come I have to say it in an exact tone like there was no hesitation you guys just nailed it every freaking time Or you would continue to do That's take talent. after take that after take like,
4: so it was great. I know we're not the norm mm-hmm.
0: hold on before I forget this thought and it slips away from me never in 15 <laughs> okay. years now I've been a professional working paid actor <laughs> paying my bills have I been told by a producer, executive, director, or anybody else in between that my big toe was not flexed hard enough for the shot? Ever, ever. <laughs> it's ever. Matt, like in a dead, serious demeanor, I don't remember which one of you. it may have been both of you who told me this, but like, I really need the toe. <laughs> like, I need the toe, like, not here, it needs to be. Like here. It was
1: you and Susan like, that caught that because I was looking yeah. behind Shun because I was... Yeah, among, it was like, Hannah. Over, I remember that over, moment.
4: Oh what I mean? remember
1: the toe flex. It was flex, you yeah. and Susan that were like on his toe. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's, so what was hard about all of our shots is that we have to kill the AC oh. while we're shooting. And poor Tomo, if the takes <laughs> kept going and we were adjusting, we were like, are you okay? Uh, should we cut like are <laughs> you you do it okay and Tomo just like sucked it up he was like i'm fine yes it's warm i'm good oh.
0: dab my forehead dab my forehead let's <laughs> so keep many going dabbing
1: dabbing that's, my forehead
0: that's Tomo and his spirituality able to sit there in like a 150 <laughs> pound sweater vest made of wool muscles and he's like literally going i'll just think of polar bears and icy cold things that i love and ice cold <laughs> canadian
3: beers <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, I was so happy to see the the five going down, Klaus scooping up five uh, outtake, make the outtake real. <laughs> you fell like seventy five times in that in that scene. It's because
1: those freaking kid shoes have no tread on them. Oh, the floor...
0: don't blame the shoes. <laughs> We know you don't get out running and moving those legs much, but we're working on you. We're working on you. We're going to teach you one leg in front of the next. You'll be good.
4: (laughs) Hilly does have a tendency to constantly fall on set. Osric, am I right?
0: Yeah. It
1: happens. But that specific scene of me falling over with Matt picking me up, I was, I think, bombed. I think Matt turned around and Mm -hmm. just knocked my small fry body down. Don't, don't blame. I don't, don't have blame, the mass to hold it together.
0: Don't blame me for your unsure, unstable footing, okay, Hilly? Oh my I had God. nothing to do with it.
1: Oh, your hand tattoos. I'm just remembering things. The hand tattoos kept coming off.
0: Well, yeah, I'm a nervous person. I'm like oh. sweaty, palmed as I sit here and talk to Tom Ozric, and you guys. You all make me nervous, so I'm always, I'm, I'm always a sweaty mess. Um, I wanted to ask you, Hilly. Um, And Hannah, I'm flipping the tables a little bit as I do because I'm a correspondent these days. This is part of my job as well. Talk to me a little bit about your guys' um, costume and performance on top of producing, directing, casting, makeuping, helping out wardrobe and all the other things. What was it like for you guys to also try to play these characters while keeping the circus wrangled, you know? That's
1: why she doesn't like to be in as many productions. Um, She prefers focusing on one solid job and getting it done. And when she is in costume, she does have a harder time focusing on the elements. So with her as a character, it was just a little bit more chaotic. (laughs) Uh, And then (laughs) um, for this one specifically, there was a lot of cast, Uh, you know, we have to have our timing right with regards to, okay, who's doing whose makeup, uh, the tattoos, the hair. Um, It was a bit larger than what we're used to. You know, we're used to maybe two, three people, and this was seven of us all together. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit more challenging in that sense. And you guys felt a little bit of that chaos, especially the second day, I think. Oh, the second um, day. Yeah. It was Murphy's Law. I know we didn't really talk to you guys about it, but everything that could go wrong went wrong. The focus puller dropped out. The monitors weren't working. We had, you know, uh, the, memory the memory card was like forgotten, at, at, forgotten the at the studio when we went to the alleyway just, the movie theater wasn't open do you the movie that?
0: theater i remember that yeah you remember the the car crash and they shut off every road to get to the movie theater we couldn't even get to it
4: Thank you. Yeah. Your tub started leaking at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. It was
1: just everything yeah, that could have gone wrong. It, and it it was. We thought, oh, it's just that unlucky day. No, it carried through the rest of the production.
0: And you guys should applaud yourself for getting through it. And I'm going to share this with you because I love you too, and I want you to shine as much as you can. That shit never changes. I just. <laughs> Finished my episode of Supernatural like five minutes before we got in quarantine. And my second to the last day, I had a location where it was a warehouse playing as a diner in a strip of warehouses that are kind of like, you know, industrial feeling. Mm -hmm. We rented the one space. I have the whole crew. It's one of my big days with Jared and Jensen. Heavy, heavy, heavy material. Lots of heavy acting, which means I need dead silence to give my actors the respect, get the performance I need to get out of them. The, the neighbor of the warehouse we rented happened to be a cannabis grower in Vancouver. And it's really odd <laughs> and didn't want, <laughs> he, he was like not interested in having the money from production. We wanted to rent his warehouse too, cause he ran a TV and a radio all day to kind of be inconspicuous. So it didn't seem like a grow house or whatever. So he wouldn't take our money, wouldn't take our time. He's like, fine, I'll be quiet. Comes to the day of shooting. I sit Jensen in a chair across from person. I can't say they're having a conversation and dead silence. And all you hear is a TV playing at the loudest decibel in the warehouse next to us. So this is like two two hours before lunch. Jensen wants to get, everybody wants to get going. I have to send everybody to lunch early. We're not going to get it. They can't get the thing. They're pounding on the door. The guy had turned the TV on and left the building. So basically it was blaring all (sighs) night. So I go back to lunch. Oh no. I'm sitting with the first AD, Kevin Parks in the tent outside the Green Machine. Everybody knows the Green Machine. I'm sitting there. And so I'm two days away from wrapping my episode, which was has gone fantastic. First time directing, big show, blah blah blah, all good. And now I'm like having this mental meltdown. Uh-huh. Like, exactly.
4: I, it's like a meltdown. Exactly. It's
0: <laughs> the most important scene I could possibly shoot with Jensen with the most intense material that has to be said like at a level, like super low, whispery Jensen voice. I can't even ask them to elevate their voices. It won't make sense <laughs> in the scene. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking ADR? at my food. Yeah, I'm like about, no. And here's the thing, it was like eight pages. It was impossible oh, to no. ADR. no, no. Oh. <clears throat> oh I'm my sitting gosh. there, I'm sitting there. And, Never mind. <laughs> and props to Supernatural crew. One of the guys, one of the girls, maybe two or three of them got into where they needed to get in and were able to pop the breaker to just his, you know, just his warehouse. And we were able to move it on. Jensen sat down across some other actor. Boom, boom, boom. (sighs) One take, tighter lens. And we got out of there. But I'm just saying, bravo for getting through your project, the long days, the hiccups, the bumps, and everything in between. It's never going to change. And the hardest part about directing is managing... Seventy-five personalities of actors and crew around you when they're imploding and you're imploding, but your face says it's no big deal. We got this, and you just <laughs> keep on moving forward. You're
1: just smiling, but everything on fight. the inside is clenched.
0: It's <laughs> to- Tomo, Tomo, and be, This is the best metaphor I can make it. Directing is like this fight, and as soon as the first hiccup comes in that's the first clean right hand you took over the top (laughs) and you have to make a choice after getting hit by that punch is this punch gonna shock me shake me and determine how I finish this fight or am I gonna use this punch Put it behind me and move on and grow from it. So grow through what you go through. There is no other option. You gotta keep ducking and diving, jabbing and moving. You can't just stand there and put your arms up, you're gonna get battered. It's the oh, same thing in direct. And Nothing same would get thing. done. Yeah, you'd be done. You get knocked
3: out. I've got a quick question. So you guys blew the breaker and you destroyed his crop. <laughs> did he did he
0: send you an angry letter
3: about that or anything? <laughs> um, <I> mean, <laughs>
0: I, I'm Rucking sure they did. I'm sure that there was something happen, but I will tell you this, that Supernatural crew is no group of men and women to F with. Like, they're amazing. You want to do the Supernatural crew wrong? We're going to get it the way it should be. And then whatever you have to say, there's going to be about 150 people in a line standing there waiting to hear it from you. They, <laughs> they're so good. They are so good. They work so hard. So when there's an a-hole that steps up to be an a-hole with their privilege or their idea or whatever it is, uh, yeah. sorry, if you're not doing the most humane decision for the group, well, you're going to hear about it. And that's what I admire about that group. They, they got a backbone up there and that's that's, you know, they get it done.
4: Do you guys have any... Other memories from those two days that you remember off the top of your head? Or when head. you
1: think of Umbrella Academy Purity, what's the, like, first, what's thing the that, first thing you the think? The first memory that comes to mind.
0: <laughs> For me, I constantly am taken back to that damn not being able to make that garbage can explode. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm still frustrated about it, kind of, partially... <laughs> because I feel like I didn't perform the way I want. I saw the moment in the performance happen, right? I was like into camera and I like smoke the cigarette and I like no look, throw it down. And it's like, (laughs) and like, I could never get it to happen. So I'm like constantly frustrated in that. I do have a great memory of being in the bathtub because I I found even though I was cold and you guys tried to warm it up and all that, like the, the look of it was unique and the moment itself was a liberating cinematic. You know, you always kind of want to play that, you know, stylized, weird smoke and water.
1: It was so pretty. Like
0: everybody sees that in their mind, but none of us really get to do it. You guys kind of let me do it where I was like tapping into my more feminine side. And like, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. So it's a good memory. I have a good memory and a bad memory. A damn garbage can. And then, yay, (laughs) the tub.
1: Uh, Tama, what about you? First thing that like comes to mind or a certain memory?
0: Well... I remember Maddie and I always
3: eating our Starbucks uh, egg bites, as well, yeah. protein <laughs> sustenance to get us going. We demanded to be driven there before we started uh, work every day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie and I being the big eaters. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't know. Something that comes to mind is the, um, <clears throat> I remember we were doing the scene on the couch where Osric, Osric's <laughs> character comes in he's blind and we were trying to get the gag with the floating <laughs> thing. But, oh yeah. I think we might have been 15, 16 hours in that day. And (laughs) Maddie and I, in particular, were very, we were getting a little loopy as you do. The the silly things really crack you up. I was just trying to keep straight, but Matt was struggling a little bit and, and cracking me up as a result. Um, Those are the times though, man, you, you, you've been there before. It's those late night hours when you're really, really working. You've been working for so long things, Things start getting, actors start getting a little weird. But you gotta you gotta reinvest and just stay in it.
0: Well, I remember the same beat while we were on the couch and we are having that scene. I remember specifically, like I, I would like tell you to be quiet and I was like touching your face some strange, <laughs> strange way. And then I remember I looked over in a moment when, like for me, I was trying to drive myself into like a goofy mind state, mind state and then Every time I would look over, Tama would have this, like, gut-wrenching, like... (laughs) oscar-worthy heartbreak and tears in his eye and like it would like take me out of my like induced like pretend <laughs> induced drug moment and i would like want to get sad but i'm like within a laugh like tomo just it shows your uh your your ability yeah. ability to deliver emotion on a moment like it was it was intense man i couldn't keep a
1: straight face i had to like muffle myself i couldn't stop
4: laughing yeah i think that was the first time hilly actually turned away from the monitor because you know she trusts me <laughs> but in reality she don't trust me um and she she just turned away and she's like i can't i can't and like, i was like I literally hey you need to watch this I, I don't want to approve scene, it and yeah. she goes he's fine i can't even look at the monitor it is hilarious
3: so <laughs> awesome. yay tomo we had fun yeah
2: it was so fast for me i don't really like Honestly, I remember snacking in the green room more than anything. I remember like being in awe of everyone's costumes, like Tama's suit, Matt's makeup and everything. Like I, I I think it was so fast that I was still in like the honeymoon phase of me trying to appreciate just everything that was going on. And then and then <laughs> I was done and I was off. And like so most of my memories is just watching the actual parody itself. Like the moon thing, I, that still kills me. I love the moon moment so much. I think it's my favorite moment. Gets me every time.
0: The out, the outtakes of the moon line are amazing with Tommo's like delivering one word with 75 different interpretations.
1: Well, because you never know how it's going to work, especially like when you're taking something from like The Office or, you know, person and Rec. You never know how it's gonna play out as the character. Um, so there were certain things like with five, it's like a Michael Scott line and you you do it, but then it just looks weird on the character. So you have to alter it. So it was fun giving Tomo a little bit of wiggle room uh, to do one petrified and one a little bit more, you know, uh, questioned. And that cracked me up. And each I one, also yeah. couldn't watch that show. E- yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you guys agreed to go on a crazy umbrella adventure with us is just awesome. And we had a blast with you guys. I can't tell you how fun it was for us to really work with you guys. It was
4: really, really satisfying seeing you guys first in costume, including Della and Adolfo, Yes, then walking on the set. And I was like, holy bleep, This they look so good. I just remember half
1: the time on set. I don't think Matt even called me hilly. It was just always five. five.
0: No, you guys the the costuming you knocked it out of the park I mean when you take a step back and you put your cast versus the real umbrella academy cast you immediately go This is just genius. Like this is great. You guys nailed it now Speaking of upcoming projects after you guys watch the boys and you decide that that's the next thing (laughs) you're doing tomo is going to play homelander and then osric is Osric is going to play frenchie because french Frenchie is no doubt the coolest <laughs> character on the show. I'm going to play Butcher and we're not going to tell the fans which two you guys are going to create or which two you're going to play, but both of you guys are going to be in costume because there's plenty of characters to go around. But I'm yeah, really yeah, looking yeah. forward to our next project. You heard it here first, fans. You heard it here first. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Thank you to our awesome listeners and viewers for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode big thanks to our little mini cast of the umbrella Academy parody for joining us and you guys stay safe and stay well.
0: Yeah. Thank hey, you, thanks, ladies. fans. Thanks, Tomo. Thanks, Osric. And just real quick, I want to say, hey, fans, really look forward to uh, Tomo, Osric, and myself in the upcoming, you just know. Stop. <laughs> stop. No. 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 No.
3: Stop.
0: stop! I mean, for real,
2: though, I, I want to echo Tomo's thoughts. Like, I really feel like you <laughs> girls deserve, like, some network to partner with you guys. You deserve your own show. Um, Absolutely. That you don't have to be the foundation and the talent and everything for it. Like, I think it's about time. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Before before we go, before I go, uh, Tomo, Steve Blackman, the creator of Umbrella Academy, he wrote us like an email this long about how amazing it was. Yes. And then he called us from set like he was thrilled, but he was so excited because he had worked with you before. Yeah, I've
3: worked with Steve. Um,
1: Yeah. And he was like. It was just so fun to see Tomo do one of like our characters, and he thought all of you guys killed it. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, he thought you guys did amazing. Yeah, he just loved it. Ladies, that's a big deal. Steve Blackman,
3: that's an incredibly busy man. For him to take the time and acknowledge what you guys have done, that's fantastic
1: yeah big yeah. big blessing and you guys made it happen with us we couldn't have done it without you so
0: you guys be it's well, your it's your work friends. of art yeah thank you for having us again both you guys uh, uh we love you obviously we're here for you we look forward to whatever it is in our future whether it's the boys likely or not doesn't matter You guys have a wonderful week. You're in trouble, Matt.
1: You are in big trouble.
0: I know. That's the Klaus in me. I can't get rid of it.
1: (laughs) That's the five in me telling you to back off.
0: Much love, guys.
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. See you later.
3: Is this the end of Hillywood? Will Hilly and Hannah survive? Tune in next time to hear another episode of...
1: Um, you're doing it again.
3: Oh, sorry. Beyond Hillywood is listener supported. Join patreon.com slash Hillywood to contribute to help Hillywood live on.